Hello again, Pastor Deborah here for another Zoom's Word of Encouragement. We are beginning number 40. Can you believe it? We are moving along so quickly. This is number 40, but it's really number 14 of the year 2022. I'm working ahead. Today, we're still in October 2021, but I am recording ahead because I have a lot of other teachings to record. So I'm trying to get the year 2022 done, and then I'll begin on the year 2023. As you know, I am trying to have a word of encouragement for you each week. This one, as I said, is number 40 from Agape Love. Love is here's global teaching ministry with me, Pastor Deborah, for you. That's right. Which you, oh, your spirit you, called the forever person. And you, the soul part of you, with your mind and your will and your emotions and your thoughts and even for your biological body. That's right. All three parts of you. This word of encouragement and all of them are for. For if you reach the spirit, you will reach the soul. And the soul will reach the physical body. All from words of encouragement from out of the realm of the spirit. And I want to give a great big thank you to Pixabay. This motion video that you see behind me is one of their creators. I was able to download it for free from Pixabay. They're a wonderful organization. Now, some of the videos are too big to actually fit on my laptop. So I have to choose other ones. But this one is a wonderful one. So let's give a great big thank you. And if you want to, you can bless Pixabay when you download your videos with a donation. It'll tell you how to do it. It's wonderful. So thank you, Pixabay, for your wonderful motion video freely offered to all and to its creator. We want them to be blessed as well. Today's word of encouragement, number 40, 14 of 2022, is entitled, Is Your Nation Blessed and Its People? Now, I'm going to add a little bit more to that. Is your nation with inside of you, your spirit, your soul, and your physical body? A blessed nation, a blessed kingdom within yourself. Mm -hmm. These are questions you must ask yourself. You must be able to look at your own nation, its government, the people, the land, the resources, and ask that question. And then look at the people and see. If they are blessed also. So let's begin as Pastor Deborah always does. What? 
with a word of prayer. The reason I stop is I am in the realm of the spirit, and I have spiritual people from human bodies here with me. They're sort of sitting all around me as I teach, and they're interacting with me spiritually. Now, if you can see in the spirit, you'll see them and me. If not, you'll just see me in the natural with this wonderful pixabay. So this word of encouragement, number 40, 14 of 2022, is your nation, both your natural nation, the nation you're in, the nation you're from, and its people blessed, as well as is your nation, your kingdom within yourself, within your spirit, your soul, and your physical body. Are they blessed? We're going to go to Psalms 33.12 out of the King James Authorized Bible to find out. First, you'd have to know what does the word blessed mean? Is that a religious term? Is that a cultural term? Is that a legal, political term? Who defines what blessed means? Does it mean happiness? Does it mean full of life? Does it mean wealth? Does it mean free of sickness or disease? Does it mean that everything is working together in harmony? You need to define that word yourself. Go look it up. Ask people. Do a research survey. Ask people what they believe the word blessed means. Ask your religious leaders. Go look it up in a dictionary. I could do it for you easily. But then you wouldn't be a seeker of knowledge and truth. Ask yourself, what does it mean? What does the word blessed mean? Where does it come from? What is the concepts, the principles behind that word? What this wonderful ocean video is showing you is that little pink hearts and purple hearts are coming down from somewhere, down to something. Is that what blessed means? What does the hearts represent? Do they represent love, joy, peace, happiness? What do they mean? You go look. Everybody will have a different definition. But if you go to a Webster's Dictionary or to maybe a religious leader, they'll be able to help you. But I want you to do the work. I can do it for you easily. But that is the first question you must ask yourself. But before we do that, we got to pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for those that you have drawn here today in the spirit and are with me while we are teaching your words of spirit and life. Thank you for Pixabay and the wonderful creator who created this wonderful motion video. We thank you for this title that you wanted to speak to the people about and ask them a question as their word of encouragement for today.
for this week. We ask that your Holy Spirit, your Holy Spiritual Teacher, be with us and help me to explain and to ride on with the anointing of you, the words. Help us to see what this really means spiritually to us, to our soul and to our physical body and to our nation, our country, our kingdom that we live in, within ourselves and with other people. Help us, Father. We need information. We need truth and knowledge, but we need your understanding. And then we need your wisdom in how to apply all that we've understood. Plant these seeds of these hearts in our lives. Bring into us your knowledge through love that we may understand this question you are asking us. Is my nation within myself and around myself? Is it blessed? And are the people, myself, my family, my friends, all the people of the community and the nation, are they blessed? Help us, Father. This is a powerful question, and we need to be able to answer it with your help. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. Okay, now we're going to go to Psalms. Psalms was written by King David of Israel. He used to write beautiful poems. Some of them were songs. Some of them were just prayers. King David was the first king of the nation of Israel over in the nation of Israel. Well, he had to first learn how to be a shepherd of sheep before God said, you're ready now to be a shepherd of my people, God's people, and all of humanity need shepherds. You can call them kings if you want to, rulers and leaders. But they are people who care for the people. We'll stay out with them all night. We'll fight off wolves and bears. We'll go looking for them if they get lost. That will lead them to green pastures of good food and to quiet, still waters where they won't drown. So King David, as a young teenager, young boy probably, learned all about this, caring for another people's property. Those sheep were not David's. They were his father's. The fields that he led him to were not even his own father's. They were the Lord of King David. God says, the earth is mine and the fullness of it, the grass, the water. Mm -hmm. So King David had to recognize and learn I was to be a shepherd, a manager, a ruler, a leader of somebody else's people, property, and the resources that were needed to help the sheep to live and grow. And I was to fight off with my sling or rocks or my shepherd's crook. I think that's what it's called. No, that's the crook is the little curved part with my shepherd's staff. Anything that was going to come and steal the little ones and try to kill them and devour them or take off the old and sick ones. Or if one fell off a cliff somewhere, I was to use my shepherd's staff to help free them. 
I was a rescuer, a protector, a soldier. I stayed out all night by myself, young King David did, as a young boy. And when he passed all the tests, this God of David said, okay, now I can make you king over the nation, the people, the resources, the land, the wealth, the glory of Israel. So first you have to ask yourself, is that you? So King David wrote these songs for us. Maybe it was a poem that he would pray to his God or sing out in times of quiet meditation. And maybe people were sitting around him listening to him. And it is Psalms 33, 12. Blessed is the nation, King David says, whose God is the Lord. So you have to ask yourself, who is your Lord of your nation? Some people swear an oath and a vow to a constitution, maybe a flag, maybe to a political party. And if they do that, they have made those things their Lord and God. Other people have taken oaths to prophets, teachers, maybe to money is their God and Lord. That's right. So you have to ask yourself, whose Lord is over your nation? What Lord or God is over your nation? Not only of your kingdom within your spirit, your soul and physical body, but the land that you live in. Maybe you're in a country that has many lords and gods. Maybe in your little village you have certain gods you have been worshiping. And that is your nation. So David is telling us in verse 12, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Is your God and Lord of the, your nation, your community, your culture, the God that King David worshipped and served, is that who your Lord is and God? This is what King David is saying to us and asking us. And the people, he, the Lord of the God of King David, has chosen has the Lord and God of King David chosen you to be his nation, his people? Or has another God chosen you? This God of King David said, I've chosen you, Israel, to be my inheritance. Are you your gods that you pray to, that you say is over your nation? Are you its inheritance. Let's say you pray to the con, you put an oath and you serve and worship the constitution of a nation. Then that is your God, those words and the spirit that is behind it. And then you are to be, have inheritance from that. Mm -hmm. 
But King David is saying, my God is a personal God. He's the Lord, the one who created the whole earth. And I am his inheritance. And the land is his. So David's asking us a question right there about you, the God that you're serving, that you took an oath to, that you worship and sacrifice to. Is that God of King David? Your God, is it over your nation, your community? Is it the God over your land, or is there other gods that claim the land, the rivers, the water? Great questions to be asking yourself. Now we want to go to Exodus 19, 5 through 6. And it'll help us a little bit more understand this question you're being asked. Verse 5. Now, therefore, if we, the nation's leaders and its people, you are supposed to be spiritually the kingdom within you of spirit, soul, and physical body, that nation's leader spiritually. So he's saying, now, therefore, if you, the nation's leaders and its people, will obey the God and the king of David, his voice, his commandments, his statutes, his counsel, his judgment, his justice, indeed, and keep and obey his covenant his laws, his statute and ordinances. My goodness, there's much to do. We're learning in Exodus from Moses. He's saying there's some conditions. If you want to have a blessed nation under the God of King David, Moses is saying then when you do all these things, you and the nation, the people, Land, the resources shall be a particular, a glorious treasure unto God Himself above all people, for all the earth is the Lord's. So Moses is saying, You want to be a treasure that shines out brightly to the whole world for people to see that you are a blessed nation. Not only the nation, the kingdom within you, a spirit, soul, and body, and the land of the earth that you live in. Moses is saying you have to do some things. You have to give your obedience to. You must serve and worship the laws of this king, this unseen God of Moses and of King David. And who is that? Is that, is that Allah? No, that's not Allah. Allah has his symbol. He has, has a half moon and a star. And you see that in many countries. He has a flag. He has earthly mosque. This God of Moses and this God of King David, he no longer lives in those type of temples, sanctuaries. He lives inside the spirit, if it's been cleaned up. 
and all the defilement and the idols and the other things have been dispersed. And how did that happen? That old you spiritually and your old soul had to die. Not physically, but die spiritually. And your soul has to be transformed into a new way of thinking, believing with new concepts and principles and precepts and thoughts and feelings that come right out of the realm of the spirit. These seeds of love and blessing have to be implanted in your spirit and then grow and produce fruit to your soul. And then your soul feeds that fruit to your physical body. So then that nation, that kingdom within you is blessed. And that's the same pattern for out in the world. First, you get blessed in your land and kingdom. Then you become a blessing. You learn how to break the curses off the land. To deal with the witchcraft, the lies, the deception, the bewitchment, the other gods of other nations. You will learn then how to be a protector of people, of the resources, how to help the land be blessed, how to bring down these earthly seeds of love and blessings to everybody. Isn't that great? Good news for you. That's a word of encouragement right there. All right. Now we go back. Now we go to Psalms 65.4. Back to King David. This is many thousands of years since Moses. But it was the same God. Verse 4. Blessed is the spiritual being inside of the dirt body. And everybody has one. And the only legal spirit here on planet Earth is one that was attached to the physical body by a silver cord. That's the legal spiritual ruler of this spiritual body. And that is the one that's to have this God of King David inside of it. For this God wants to take your spirit and make it his sanctuary, his temple, his holy of holies, where he sits as king and he rules and speaks out and decrees to your spirit. Knowledge and light and wisdom and understanding. Then your spirit takes all of that to your soul and your soul speaks out to people, writes books, creates movies, writes plays. Make statutes. Mm -hmm. Maybe does math. And then we hear it through your mouth or we see it on your painting or we read it in a book. And then from your soul, which is connected to your biological body, your health of your flesh, of your physical body is affected. And that which was not blessed becomes blessed. That which was sick becomes healthy and well. All from the inside of the spirit, from the king, the God, who brings the seeds of life, of love into us. That's the pattern. 
Well, there's another guy out there named Satan that knows that pattern. So he recognizes he must get his spirits, which are called demons, evil spirits, wicked spirits, into your spirit to take the place of this Holy Spirit and create their own temple, their own holy of holies in your spirit. And then they do the same thing that the pattern of this God of King David desired. The spirit inside the spirit sends out knowledge to the soul. The soul speaks, writes, creates, has thoughts that come from the spirit. But the soul believes it's himself with these thoughts. And the soul will deceive itself through feelings, its own desires. It's a mess. It lives by these rules, the lust of the flesh, whatever it wants. It lives by pleasure. It lives by pride. I am God. I have all the answers. It lives by the lust of its appetites for food, sex, pleasure, whatever it wants. Money, gold, it doesn't matter. That's the soul. And the physical body does not want pain. Doesn't want to be hurt. I don't, wouldn't either. Doesn't want to be sick. So it tries all sorts of things. But when that system and that nation within is all messed up, it's definitely not blessed. So David goes on and says in Psalm 65, 4, that blessed is the spiritual being, the spirit being inside of you, every human, whom God, the King and Lord of King David, has chosen, which is all of humanity, and causes them, you, to be able to approach Unto God, the king of the kingdom of heaven, so that all humanity can dwell and live in the courts of the kingdom of heaven. May be in your presence, King David is saying. Stand in your glory, your radiance and power. It would be like come into the earthly sun we see up in the sky. But we know we can't get very close to it. The radiation, the glory, the radiance will kill us. But if we were made of the same nature and essence of the sun, we could be in that sun very close, in its close presence. But because we're not usually in our earthly body, we have to be at a distance from it. So King David is saying there is a glory and a radiant spiritually. That to being blessed means you can come into that. You can come close to it. Be in its very throne room where it's king. And it breathes out its glory and its blessings. And David goes on in this psalm and says, in that presence, spiritually, that your spirit can get into, it will be blessed and satisfied with the goodness of your 
relationship with this God. He says this God desires a family and you are his child, but you've been lost to him and your spirit cannot stand in that glorious, righteous presence. He wants to take his presence of love and just pour it into you all the time through every cell of your spirit, every thought. And then he wants that overflowing to your soul and then overflowing into your physical body. That is what a blessed nation inside of you and your kingdom looks like. And that's the pattern for the earthly world. So King David is saying, in this presence of this king of blessings, who's your father, who you are his inheritance, there's goodness. You're in a family. You're in the house. You're in a close spiritual relationship because of love. Love is the bonding tie, the relationship, the connection between you and this God who desires to bless you. And he says, even your spirit will become his holy temple. He wants to come into you and live in your spirit. Settle down. Have a holy of holies that you can come into. Talk with him. Find forgiveness for things you do or out of ignorance. That's the blessing for inside. It's your secret place, your intimate place of a relationship with this God, the Lord of King David. So he is saying, first, get this blessed nation, this kingdom within you blessed. Get the holy holy set up. Let God be the king of this nation of spirit, soul, and physical body. Then you will be able to look out to your earthly nation and land and see, is it blessed by love? Does love pour down from the heavenlies to it? Does the God that you serve bless it? Does he bring love down out from himself or does he force himself on you? How tolerant is your God if somebody mocks him or mocks his prophets or his word? What would you do if he burns your churches? Do you know what I just saw? This is so amazing. People believe we have to build a building for us to go in and worship. And in this one nation that has a dragon as a king, a god and a lord, and a certain political government system as their god, they took all these mosques of Islam that had the design of the Arab nations and Islamic architecture and destroyed them and rebuilt them to look like the land of the dragon. Because they weren't going to have even a 
church or a mosque be different. Everybody was going to be the same and serve and worship. The buildings were going to look all the same. God is not interested in earthly buildings. They can be changed by the government, shut down, blown up, started on fire, changed from one religion to another. We see that all throughout. We would see Christian churches become mosques. We would see them be torn down, destroyed. God's after the spirit. He's after a temple built with no hands. He's after the Holy of Holies, that secret place where only he can dwell. Not other gods or other lords. Sometimes he has to do a lot of work, deliverance it's called, and kick them out because they're in his territory. So once you learn about him working on the inside of you through the seeds of love, pouring into you and getting this nation of spirit, soul, and physical body in order under the God of love, the God of peace and joy, the God of the kingdom of heaven. And that rules your nation and your whole system, your nation, your nation and your land of you is blessed now. Now you can be a blessing to others. And once that happens, even nature itself will stand up and say, the blessed one is here. The righteousness one, the righteous one of God is here. And you will be able to speak against any works of the other person, the other gods in your land, on the earth, You'll be able to break the curses on the land for the spilt blood of people. You'll be able to speak to the clouds and the wind to bring rain or to stop the rain. You'll be able to speak to water, the air, fire. You'll be able to be a shepherd of not only spiritual resources, but earthly resources. You'll be able to be able to be a protector, a shepherd over spiritual things, words, people, and in the natural. Most of our leaders, they are not good shepherds. Most of our politicians, they are not good shepherds. They're greedy for gain. They don't care about the people. They only care about selling you for profit, selling the land for profit, making money, having power and authority. They don't see the God of King David. They don't worship him. He is not in their kingdom. They do not have a throne inside where he sits. They have other gods, idols, goddesses. The soul, that part of us, can worship or say it worships, go to church, make the sign of the cross says it prays and follows the, their God. But in actions and deeds, they go into another system, the government. 
and they worship the God of their constitution, the God of their capital buildings, which is a temple, somebody said. And they don't worship and follow through in words and deeds, not spiritually and not in the natural. They will throw away people. They are respecter of persons. Some people have to do this and other people don't have to do this. They will take your money and use it for themselves. And yet they will deceive themselves that they're doing good. And they know best. And they're serving you. Those are not good shepherds. They do not bless the nation. They're not blessed inside of themselves. And they cannot bless the nation that they're to govern. The resources that they manage and shepherd are not blessed. The people there to watch over the cities, the land, the industry, they are not blessed. All because the spirit, soul, and physical body, the nation within, is not blessed by the God of King David. He is not there in their throne room in their spirit. Somebody else is. And the soul will deceive you, bewitch you, lie to you on the camera, say one thing and do something else, and it will deceive itself. And it will lift itself up that it has the answers. It will fight against the things that are of God. For instance, it will fight against the life of all babies in the womb. It will promote abortion. And then the aborted baby can be used for scientific research. They will not like the natural resources of the world. They will abuse the fish, the dogs, the animals, life itself. They will strip the nations of their minerals, their trees, pollute the waters with everything. They're not godly people who are blessed and who are a blessing to others. First, you must be a blessed person within yourself by this God of love, of King David and Moses. And you must have that nation, all of that in order under God, who sits on your throne of your spirit. And your spirit and your soul and your physical body are in complete obedience to it, following its laws. If it says don't do that, you don't do it. If it says love your neighbor no matter what, you love your neighbor. In thoughts, in words, in deeds. Some people think that means anybody that asks you for money, you're to give money. No. I'm to love them. Not have a respect or a person. I'm to look with my spiritual eyes and ears and see what is spiritually wrong. That's what Christ Jesus did. He says, I don't judge you on your natural, earthly condition. I look to see what is spiritually wrong. How come you're spiritually in that position? What is spiritually going on to you spiritually, to your spirit? He's after getting the kingdom within blessed first, freed, delivered, 
healthy and whole, and sitting under his words, his decrees, his laws, so that he can bless you on the inside first, then out to others. Takes a little while to get there, but it's not impossible. Everybody else is trying to work, get this blessed, and then try to be a blessing. But they're only attending to the physical body, maybe the soul. But it won't hold under pressure. Fires can come. Storms of the earth can come. Armies can come. Bombs can come. Where'd the blessing go? How come my house was destroyed in a flood? Because they're your only blessing in the earth. God starts in the spirit. He brings down, as you can see, seeds of love. That's what these hearts represent to your spirit. And your spirit takes them and feeds them and nourishes them to your soul. And then your soul to your physical body. Once that kingdom, that nation is in order and being blessed continually, through times of stress and fear and doubt, through attacks, and it holds, and it stays in love, and stays connected to its one who is blessing it. Then you can help and bless others, and you can then bless the land, and you can deal with what is causing people and the land not to be blessed by this God of Moses and King David, the God of Israel, the God and Father of Christ Jesus. That is who Pastor Deborah's father is and who she has in her spirit's throne room and who blesses her. But you be encouraged today. There's always hope for you. God's Love is always coming down. His seeds of blessing, righteousness, inheritance, order, rulership, kingship, truth, knowledge, understanding, wisdom. It's always coming down to us, desiring to be in us. It's always desiring to pour itself out in a powerful relationship of father and child that we may be blessed by him first. Then he through us is able to bless others, the nation, the land, the water, the sky, the food. He's able to dispel sickness and disease through you who he has blessed. He's able to come forth through you unimpeded and speak to the curses, to the wickedness, to bring truth where there's lies and deceptions. So be encouraged. There's hope for you. But let's start first on the inside of you. Let's get these hearts, these seeds of love into you, coming into your spirit. And how do you do that? First, you just have to acknowledge that 
You need this king of King David and this God of Moses in your spirit. You need him there. He needs to become your God so he can set up his throne room. Then you're going to ask him to do a Hebrews 4.12 on you. Bring your spirit up out of your soul, out from the darkness and the chains of oppression and ignorance, out where the seeds of love can just come down freely. And you can just turn your head and breathe in and let that love, those seeds just pour over you like water. Your spirit will be getting cleansed and free. And he will be cleaning his own room where he's going to set up his throne room inside of your spirit. All through seeds of love. And then from there, he starts working with you, with your spirit, releasing his blessings of truth and knowledge. New concepts and precepts and principles, laws and commands for your spirit. Milk is coming in. Living water is coming in. Healing is coming in. Freedom and deliverance to your spirit. And as it grows and grows and grows and it gets tested and grows some more, then it releases that. Those seeds produce fruit for your soul. And your soul starts getting transformed. The old you starts dying. The old thoughts and beliefs, problems start fading away. And a new soul is coming to life, being reborn itself with new ideas, new feelings. And it takes its rightful place as a helpmate to the spirit to this God. And then from there, the soul releases these blessings to the physical body to bring healing to it from all of its many years of not being blessed. So ask yourself, are you a blessed nation within yourself? Then look around. Look around your friend, your family and friends, your city, your community, your villages. Is it blessed? And who it is doing the blessing? Or do you feel like you're cursed? The land won't produce. There's no water. There's too much water. There's no jobs. There's orphans. There's sicknesses and diseases. There's no wells. There's no school, no education. There's bombs going on. There's hatred. That's not a blessed land and nation. But there's hope and help for you. And then you become the blessing. You are the blessed one. Then you are able to help others and to help the land. So be encouraged. There's hope for you. And that ends this word of encouragement for you. I look forward to seeing you on the next one. The words of encouragement out of the Zoom studios. I'll try to find another wonderful motion video from Pixabay for you. You be blessed and I'll see you then. Father, take these words and plant them in this person, in their spirit. Help them to see that they 
probably are not a blessed spirit and that you are not in there as the king and the ruler of their spirit. And a lot of cleaning up needs to happen. And a lot of the curses and all of the evil wickedness needs to be washed away by your love of blessings, mercy and forgiveness to them. Help them, Father, to look inside and look around their own nation on the earth and people and see the truth. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. All right, see you next time. Bye.